If you are an Orthodox Christian, you're likely against the idea of abortion. If that's the case, though, isn't it a little bit hypocritical to be for the idea of capital punishment? Let's go. Hey there, I'm Thomas. And I'm Sam. And this is the Silent Planet Podcast. Oh, last week was an awesome episode with Kramer. Thanks again, yeah. Kramer, for joining us. Yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, yeah, good conversation. Um, it, you know, in the news this this week, it's uh, we're, we're recording this the 12th of February. I have to look at the number two. I don't realize that doesn't equate to February for me for some reason. I have mm-hmm. to think about what month it is. It's because it's so short. That's because I was homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, sad, sad news. Yesterday or the day before, uh, if you are a Mandalorian fan, which you know both of us are massive Star Wars and, and Marvel geeks, we'll, we'll talk about this all the time. But um, the Gina, what's her name? Gina... Carano Carano yeah Yeah. she played um Cara Dune Mm -hmm. in Mandalorian she was fired from from the from the show completely fired because of her um I guess political uh controversial political anti-mask um what I guess they call it rhetoric they call it abhorrent rhetoric right they've been they've been trying to get her out for months now and that's where it started honestly but this more recent one was um she didn't even say it I think she 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 it was like a screenshot or meme somebody else had put up she just shared it Mm -hmm. and and it it was an overreach right um because regardless of of uh of how you're here in America, you say something that somebody doesn't like. People aren't behaving the way they ought to behave, mm-hmm. and we ought to be able to have a discussion with somebody that doesn't agree with you. Um, that they, they don't behave that way anymore. It they act like children, personal. and they're yeah. going to cancel you, and this, that, and the other. But we haven't reached the stage of where they're going to put you in a concentration camp. Yeah. right. We, we haven't hit Nazi Germany yet. Now, some of those ideas that you ought not be able to say unfavorable, you know, if, if you certainly in Nazi Germany, way before any of that actually took place, mm-hmm. there was already in place this idea of if you speak out against the party, they're going to cancel you. And that yeah. came that, but even back then, that came with much, much higher uh, repercussions yeah. than we see today in our modern America. I think, and th- right? I think that was her whole point. So she was it, making it is, the point. It's, of, it's an overreach, but is. again, <laughs> she didn't say it. She was just putting up something somebody else had said, right. kind of comparing that if you're a conservative and you have conservative values or whatever, um, that you'll be treated. That the 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 left act like Nazis, mm-hmm. and we'll you know treat well. Yeah, we haven't quite arrived there yet. Yeah, not but not but quite. at the same time, she's not totally wrong either. What what her point was? Her point was the uh, suppression. That's my dog yakking yeah. on the bone. <laughs> yeah, put it back. All right, uh, the suppression of ideas from from the right discussion, like basically specifically from the right because right. the 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 right right wing conservatives and, and that's the thing is as I try my absolute best to be as unbiased as possible even though everybody that listens to this and knows me you know I'm a conservative republican that's that and that's not going to change uh, mm-hmm. un- unless something crazy happens or you know what I mean but that's just how it is that's how I am but I I try to be as unbiased as possible when looking at this stuff and and as an observer of of all types of different news sources articles and just a person who observes people in general, 
Um, yeah, the right gets shut down and oppressed far more than the left does as far as free speech is concerned. Yeah. That, that is just common knowledge at this point. And uh, I'll point out that the left behaves in a far more despicable way most times. Yeah. As I've said yeah. before on several episodes, the uh, the vulture-like behavior on Facebook, when, when you see their, their friends, they all start commenting together and trying to publicly shame somebody. You don't, I mean, you see it from the right. I'm not saying you don't, but you see it far more often from the left. Yeah. Um, well, and there's, uh, it just to statistically speaking right now, what are the, the more favored uh, worldview is not the, conservative worldview at least it's not the vocal one for sure yeah it's not the one that's you know kind of ruling hollywood it's not the one that's ruling politics right now um the the conservative ideas are like way downstream um of of having any real uh effect that you know the otherwise left woke narrative has so um it's an uphill battle Mm -hmm. at this point yeah to be a conservative which, mind you, probably won't get any easier. It'll no, probably get worse. Yeah, yeah. You should Just, count on it. Yeah, you should count on it. So I would, I would say two things. One, I would say whoever, you know, caused her removal or who had the power to make that decision, you suck. Yeah, you're, you're terrible and and awful and you know this is despicable behavior. I would also say to Miss Gina, you need to realize it's an uphill battle and mm-hmm. watch your P's and Q's because they will find something stupid. They even said they've been looking for months to get her fired. They've yeah. been trying to do this. Yeah. And she was slated to get one of these spinoff shows. She yeah. was going to star in her own Star Wars franchise, which, which had the potential yeah. to be something really cool. You yeah, know? and and also as a first first off, somebody who uh, I guess in high school I was in a dra- in drama, and so were you. You were in theater mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, through so, college. Um, as a 15, 16, 17 year old, I was like, I'm going to be an actor one day. Obviously, didn't happen, and I'm not interested in pursuing that career. But right now, as I told Sam before this started, like I'm in a position where it is still on my bucket list to either star in or or be like an extra in some like some capacity somewhere in the background of a Star Wars movie or show or Cobra Kai or or mm-hmm. something like that. That's really cool. That made an impression on me. It would be my goal as an actor though, or an actress in her case. It's probably the golden standard. Hey, we want you to be part of a Star Wars show for her to be a supporting actress. Yeah. Let alone get your own show. At that point, I'd be like, okay, I've seen what they've been doing uh, to all these, uh, you know, comedians and, and, and you yeah. know, Gun from uh, the, what is it, the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. movies. I've seen what's happening, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut for a little while. I'm not, and that's the thing. I'm not a proponent of keep your ideas to yourself, but if it, yeah, directly no, infringes it, on your uh, livelihood and your goals, maybe just kind of keep quiet for a she, little bit. She, I don't she know. didn't do anything that should have gotten her fired. No. Again, she shared somebody else's post. But she should have that. expected it. But, yes, you sh- she should also have been well aware, and she was well aware, that they were watching her and they were looking for a reason to do this. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, you, you're really kind of taking your career in your own hands there. Um and, and, you know, I say all that to say I'm disappointed because I wanted to Very. see, yeah, as much um, potential. Well, and I, I think in the end I'm hoping there's some blowback on that. Maybe she doesn't get her own spinoff series, but I think that we should get her back in The Mandalorian because she's kind of a key player in that, and that story's well, not over yet. I mean, so. they, they kind of set her up at the end of it that she's like kind of this, you know, 
her character is kind of off doing their own thing in this. Like, the Mandalorian had to come to her for help. So, I guess, technically, they could just find a way to write her out. Yeah. And it wouldn't impede the show too much. But she was a great character. Right. So, anyways, as far as all this uh, left narrative goes, um, yeah, ask yourself, if I if I go out in public and, and I say anything, like a position on... Uh, how many genders there are, or mm-hmm. whether or not abortion is right, or or whether um, um, transgender well, I, I, anything. Yeah, jan- transgender stuff. I saw that uh, they decided that Kylie Jenner um, is is now officially the um, the what greatest woman athlete ever. No, uh, Bru- Bru- Caitlin. Bru- yeah, Caitlin. Thank Ky- you. Kylie's the daughter. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't follow those. Good on you. Well enough to <laughs> like, to know who is who. Yeah. That's one of the times where you get something wrong, and I'm like, Yeah, good on you. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, you got that glad wrong. Glad you got that wrong. If you started listing out the Kardashians and their daily habits, I'd be like, Yeah, we got to no, talk. I have no idea. Who's we'll shut who. this off real quick. We're yeah. gonna have a conversation. <laughs> but the one you know, the one, the one that was, you know. A Bruce Jenner and now lo- no longer is they apparently are saying is like I think that's a joke I hope so I think I think that was on uh, louder with Crowder yeah yeah where he had made this joke. he's like if well yeah. and, well he's it's an apt uh, point yeah. if you're really going to defend this that's that's where you've got to come down and it's ridiculous so you know they need to get a grip and just give them their own I don't think anyone will go watch it but you know, transgender yeah, sports. Tra- trans- they have their the own transgendered men and women uh, alike can can join in, and and I guess I, I, you probably just open it up to maybe, maybe not even just a transgender. So that way, because that's the thing, I'm not I'm not for it. I don't support it. But if somebody is, I'm not gonna beat up on them. I'm not gonna be mean to them. I'm gonna let them be them, and I'm gonna still love them because that's I've done it before, and I still I'll do it again. Um, but maybe open it up to like a a unisex or whatever like just open uh what is it co-ed yeah 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 there you go just co- yeah, a co- call it co-ed, co- the co-ed um co-ed mma co-ed, yeah exactly yeah. that way men women and any trans whatever you know of the thousands of genders they say there are right can jump in and be whatever they want to be and do whatever they want and kill whoever they want to kill <laughs> but that way it doesn't make it unfair for like the women right which I, this was more recent news where there there was a transgendered woman was a man before is now calling themselves women uh just beat the crap out of all these women in a track uh like yeah. a, you know they're i mean they're running you watch them start off and it's like within three or four steps this transgendered has like blown these four or five other women out of the water it's yeah. just like leagues past them like there's no contest hopefully it'll still be a little harder with some of these combat sports stuff like wrestling and boxing and mma because you still are supposed to have weight classes so Theoretically, Still. if if someone is like, uh, I identify as a woman, well, this is what you say you are on the scale, so you have to fight people who match that on the scale. Yeah, and but... That- you know, still at the same time though, when you're you're talking about a biological man versus a biological woman, bone density is different. Yeah, muscle, well, that's muscle mass and muscle development. That's what is I'm different. saying. In that case, the the man who is biologically a man but says they identify as a woman is going to end up fighting men. They're not going to be able to actually compete against women if they keep the weight classes. It'll be harder to do. They'd have to oh, get their weight really, they've done it before. really low. They've done it before, and, and this, yeah. this dude, 
well, now a woman, whatever. I, so, so difficult. Uh, you know what? I hate that. They're, they're, they basically say, they're, they're like, oh, yeah, you have to call me by my pronouns. Like, why are you forcing your belief system on me? Yeah, like, we're, well, that's for, the whole for point. thousands of years, we've had this one belief. And in, in the past five to 10 years, you've just decided that, you know, you're somehow you're call we've yourself been different. wrong. All his So, so now I've got to change my 27 years on this planet for you. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to disrespect you as a human being. I'm not going to take away your basic human rights rights of you need water to survive you can go get a job you can operate in society you can do all those things but don't like expect me to just sit there and change my entire worldview for yeah. you that's the, not gonna happen it, it won't work anyway because the binary masculine feminine feminine just kind of emerges it always emerges because it just is it, it's the state of being that we are. In so, 10,000 years when they dig up somebody's corpse and they look at the bones, they'll be able to identify this was 10,000 right. 10, years ago, this was a man or this was a woman. I guess it sounds a little insensitive of me, and I, maybe it is. Maybe I should be a little more sensitive to that kind of stuff. But at the same time, there, there's, there has to be you know, understanding on both sides of the fence. If I cannot force my Christian beliefs on you, you cannot force your worldview yeah, on me. Right. And we should be able to separate those ideas and still coexist as people, love each other, help each other, and build society to be a better place. Right. We should all be able to do that. But we can't if every time I try to believe my own worldviews and operate inside my own worldviews, you infringe on me, but then turn around and accuse me of yelling at you that you're going to go to hell, which yeah. I've never done in my life. You know, it's never, it's, we're never going to progress. And, and the, the uh, Christian Girl Soccer League now has to let on it whoever they say you have to let on it then then they're that's, that's <laughs> that you realize that's how they blew the boy scouts apart i mean yeah boy scouts now is just a joke at this point yeah um but, <laughs> because they was there was a ben shapiro thing where he's talking at some college and somebody was like who who said it has to be boys it's in the like, name it's in the name boy scouts <laughs> yeah are that's you kidding me point. yeah yeah you know, it's ridiculous if you, if you don't want that then don't join boy scouts and make your own exactly you yeah. know, children scouts, kids scouts, like do, do something else. Stop taking woke, things woke that scouts. people <laughs> love and already already cling to and, and use. Stop ruining that for them. Yeah, you know. Anyways, um, the, these ideas all come uh, right alongside or in partner with the idea of abortion, right? And that is a uh, that is a hot ticket. If you say anything about abortion in public, you're probably going to get um, like a public yelling or, or whatever. Somebody's going to scream at you yeah. in public and, and may start fighting you because when we're talking about basic human rights, abortion is like the top of the list. They, they for whatever reason, have started using the term basic human right to... Um, Include reproductive rights. Yeah, reproductive yeah. Which rights. Which they mean abortion when they say that. They right. don't mean like, you it's know. It's called beating around the bush. Yeah. They don't want to just call it out and say like abortion <laughs> is a right of a human being. But honestly, it's not. You know, and what what I look at as, as rights for like basic human rights is um, basically societal respect. I, I If I exist and operate inside of society and I'm contributing to said society, to, to said society, I deserve and will give respect. Yeah. That's a basic human right, right? Water, I, I'm sorry, I, I got to say water is not a basic human right. I mean, 
to an extent. This is a very complex situation, but like if I was out in the in the wilderness and I'm just sitting there, water's not going to fall from the sky. I got to go get it myself. Right. I got to learn how to clean it, boil it, sanitize it, and drink it myself. Yeah. Right. Now, once again, if you if you take this and we're operating in the terms of society where they have like you know water towers and stuff and running water across the U.S. Okay, there, there's a difference. If I'm contributing to society, then it becomes a basic human right. Right. Right? Reproductive rights don't, don't fall in that. Right? Because specifically because um, they're being funded or, or will be funded, maybe I think they are currently funded by tax dollars as, as of right now. Well, yeah. Or soon. That, soon that, enough. That got written off pretty that – was, that was day one for Biden administration yeah. is to start to overturn – Hyde Amendment stuff, and we'll get into all of that and, and what that means. But, but yeah, your tax dollars are definitely going to Planned Parenthood's um, financial pockets. Right. Right and, now. And that's not, I, I have to argue the difference between running water and an abortion is you don't need to get an abortion to survive in society. Mm-hmm. You need water to survive in society. So if you're contributing, then you get to pay your water bill and you get water. That's how that works. That is a basic human right. But getting an abortion, I have to argue, is not because it's not uh, it's not a a livelihood thing. It's not a a health thing. You know, they you can say it is and and use the the statistics. You can use like health concerns in favor of your argument. But when you when you look at it, the vast majority and the highest percentage of abortions don't come from that. They come from. you know, la- la- or I guess the lack of desire to have a kid, like I'm not ready. It's going to drastically change my life. These are real statistics, by the way, that uh, that I've pulled. And, and, you know, you can you can look them up just like I did with a quick Google search. You'll find anything you need to. Um, but but in all reality, yeah, they're they're anyways. Sorry. Go ahead. You, you well, have a thing I, I've been rhyme, rambling I thought, for a while. I thought this would be a good uh, point to cover anyway, because Kramer brought it up in, you know, our discussion and, um, it wasn't necessarily related to, um, the, the idea that we were discussing kind of, uh, um, conspiracy theories and, um, how social media affects that. Mm. So the, the abortion thing's a different kind of controversy anyway. So I didn't want to like kind of open that bag of worms there. And, and essentially what he said, and I think we, he would say we believe the same in that abortion's a bad thing, right? Um, but the difference is how much uh, at this point in the culture war have we lost that fight and lost that discussion, yeah. right? And I think that was his point. He feels like some things have just simply we've shut the door on, right? And that that being one of them. They passed Roe versus Wade back in the 70s, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of we need to take abortion as, as our reality, right? And um, um, the same with, like, um, uh gay marriage and and other things like that but um i I, and i would say there there are certain hills on which to die there are certain positions on which we must not um cease to fight and i would hold abortions one of those so you know i i would say you know i i understand yes this is an uphill battle but um we can't just let this battle go well and and that's the thing to we're 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 not looking at um you know, one, one personal right versus another. When, when you're talking about gay marriage or, or anything like that, that's not directly hurting or, or stopping life. You know, that doesn't yeah, do anything yeah. to me. Yeah. I don't care. 
You know, yeah. at this point, it's it's up to the states. I, I know what the Bible says, and I'm not I'm not the one preaching from the pulpit screaming at gay people or whatever. I'm not going to do that. You know, that's that's them. They want to do that. That's their business at this point, right? But them doing that doesn't do anything to me. It doesn't hurt me. It doesn't hurt society. But as a human being who values human life, watching somebody get an abortion does hurt me. Right. You know, because I care about human life, and and it should hurt uh, anybody else in, in yeah, this world. Yeah, the, the that consequences human life. extend a whole lot further, right, in this issue than you know, say some of the other some of the other cultural issues, which uh, still I think are worth having a Christian voice, mm. regardless of that Christian voice not being wanted to you know be heard and being canceled and you know uh, you want to talk about what marriage is. According to the Bible, you're not going to come down in a favorable place here in the year 2021, yeah. because that's not the way they would define marriage, according to you know uh, Wikipedia. It, it will include much more than the Bible will. However, again, the consequences of losing that battle aren't the same as the consequences in losing the battle when it comes to the matter of abortion. And so I think that's something that's not going to go away. Um, I, I think the other side to it, too, the, there's, certain, there's certain things almost that you have to take off the table when you're going to have a discussion. Mm. You have to recognize, okay, if we're going to have a discussion, there are a few things that we need to um, agree to right up front that uh, the other side may not be willing to agree to. One of them being that this is still a controversy Meaning yeah. that there is nothing wrong with holding the position of pro-life. Immediately they will they will equate pro-life with evil, wrong, ancient, um, already proven to be you know the 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 scientifically unattainable position. But it's not. Pro-life is still an adequate position to hold, a very strong position to hold. It's you know <laughs> a very defensible position to hold. But if you're talking to somebody who's, you know, um, pro-abortion or pro-choice or whatever word you want to use, they want to treat that automatically the same way they want to treat, you know, other worldview matters right now. We're going to immediately treat that like it's the most evil position you could hold. You're this terrible person. You know, it's it's that you can't have a discussion right off the bat because there's no recognition that no, this is a position that thinking people hold, mm -hmm. that wise people have held, and by the way, was actually the majority and only view for centuries. Yeah, before 1970, you know, or whatever year it was, 73 when they passed all that. So give me a break first yeah. off if you're gonna immediately treat somebody who's coming from a pro-life position like they don't have a position. They do. That's a real position. And you, we got to come to agreement on that. Um, I think there's some other straw men that you have to kind of throw out too. Um, the idea that uh, one, one of the statistics on there being that um, someone will say, well, what if a woman is not in a position to necessarily raise a family? Mm. Um, and they know the financial constraints that a baby will bring into their own life, that somehow aborting the baby is a better option than adoption. 
because, of course, you don't know where the kid's going to end up with adoption. So I have so, to say. Yeah, the kid might have a hard life, and therefore it's a better option that they have no life. I'm not I'm not willing to concede that as a tenable argument. No. Like right off the yeah. bat, I'm going to say that is absolutely absurd, and I'm not willing to even go there not, in a discussion. Not to mention, as somebody, that's the thing, is like as someone personally, me speaking, as somebody who's been through the foster care system, because I have, it's not it's not great, but I would much rather have had the option to to, to live, live over that. Yeah. And, and not to mention a lot of people that will bring that up haven't even been through the, the system. Yeah. Right. Now, for my own situation, if anybody is curious, uh, I wasn't in it very long, but uh, my I'm not going to go in details. My childhood was kind of rough. You know, a little rough around the edges, but there was a point where, um, because of court stuff, they were like, okay, we can't have the kids on either side. There's too many allegations. Somebody's accusing somebody or whatever. Wow. And so they put us in the system. Um, I, 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 I was so young. Well, I was young enough that I remember all of it, but, you know, uh, not old enough that I really remember how long it was that we were in it. Um, I, I don't think it was, it wasn't any more than a year, maybe even only six months. I'm not sure. That's a long time for a kid. It's, though. it's a while, but yeah. we were in it. And, and as somebody who has been in it, I, I would definitely appreciate people to, to step back and not necessarily use that argument to yeah. push your point of abortion. If you've never been through the system, Yeah, that, that cause it, that's an absurd position to yeah. hold. And not to mention that there are so many stories that we have of celebrities, of people that, you know, are worth a lot of money now Yeah, that, you weren't necessarily wanted pregnancies. They were a surprise, you know, and they made a great life for themselves. So it's just it's just not an argument. I mean, so on on that point, it's like so some of these positions you got to be willing to be open to. One mm. that a pro life position is a position. There is a defense to that. And and number two, I think you've got to throw out any notion that to not live is somehow a better decision than to live. Yeah. Right. In in any condition, because you just don't you just don't have the omniscience to know what the life of that child's gonna be like, and you're not in a position to make that judgment, even if you're the mother. Yeah. You're just not. That's God's decision. So you know, <laughs> but they don't believe in God. Yeah, well, even even still, or yeah. if they do, which we touched on in our progressive Christianity episode, you got a lot more, uh, or you got a lot, you got a lot of a lot of problems to figure out at that point. If you do believe in God and you also still hold these views that uh, or these worldviews that conflict with your Christian ideologies, yeah. So, so. This idea of abortion and where it connects to capital punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's been raised to me too. I've had I had a good friend actually ask me that once. Why why do Christians like they're against abortion but they're for capital punishment? Um, how how are those two ideas coherent? Right. Well, and I I would actually the first thing I would say in response to that question would be, um, well, not all Christians. Yeah, that that. Not all Christians at all. Exactly. There are plenty of Christians that are against abortion and against capital punishment. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a wider um, spectrum for sure, I think, in the area of capital punishment. Um, um, I it, I don't think any Christian should feel like it should be capital punishments is something we should have and that should be used regularly, right? And that we ought to be like using it a whole lot more often in many more cases. Um, I, I would say in that 
that situation, <laughs> that person probably just doesn't like people very much. Yeah. <laughs> if they, oh, we ought to just be like killing people more often than we are. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a problem there. No, it should still be like believed, um, by anyone who's seriously orthodox that it's only in the most severe, uh, cases of, you know, taking another human life, um, and that it be one that you're certain without any doubt at all that you've got the right person, right? That, uh, that there's no question there, um, that the, the, there's eyewitness testimony and, um, real incriminating evidence that you've got the right, got the right person, um, that, uh, then in that, instance there uh according to the bible you needed two witnesses at least two witnesses on that they had to be eyewitness testimony um it couldn't just be his word against his uh, one word against another person's word it had to be like you have a real case Mm -hmm. and uh in the bible they also had like what they called the the cities of sanctuary that somebody could flee to if there was a question about it, um, then they could uh, uh, kind of leave whatever city it was that they've been accused and and go live in another city. There were certain cities that would allow uh, a sanctuary to someone who'd been accused of but not convicted of a capital offense because there was always the concern that, you know, whoever the accuser was w- would then take the law into their own hands, Mm. right, and come after you. So if you were accused but not convicted, you could also pick up and move somewhere um, and that those cities would embrace you and, you know, give you sanctuary and, you know, that. So in the Bible, it's not used just kind of at a whim. Mm -hmm. Capital punishment was taken seriously and any Christian ought to be taking it seriously. Um, But... Uh, I think there's a what's missed is that there's an understanding there is a connection between these two ideas, and ultimately that's the idea of um, that we bear the image of God, this sanctity of life. We talk about it a lot, actually, on mm. this. It comes up a lot. Humanity has dignity, has uh, special dignity because we all bear the image of God. He's placed his image upon us. That's actually what gives us value. Mm-hmm. It's we value in life doesn't just come from life. That's why you know it's also I don't mind any Christian who you know takes the conviction that they want to be a vegetarian, but um, if they're honest about it, they don't take that position. And I've got a good friend who is a vegetarian. He he's not a vegetarian because he believes that animals have the same sanctity of life that people do. That's not the conviction there, mm. right? That would be wrong to believe somehow the life of an animal. Um, even an animal, the, the higher you come uh, on our scale of, you know, if you're going to list animals, the more uh, personality uh, an animal has. Like we would d- make a distinction between a dog who, you know, living here in your house becomes kind of like the, a member of the family. They become kind of like a a person just because they've got all this personality. Yeah, right. And they take (laughs) on the personality of the family. Um, So there, but we would hold that differently than we would say uh, some bug, right? 
But uh, uh, if you were Buddhist, you wouldn't see a distinction between the two. Even a fly would have the same value as the dog, as the human, right? Um, that you wouldn't be able to see any life outside of sacred just for the sake of it being alive. Mm. That's not the Christian viewpoint. The Christian viewpoint is it's not life that's sacred. It's this image of God that's that's actually sacred, the imago dei that he places upon people. And so that's what is harmed when you injure another person to the degree that you know you take their life. You've destroyed the image of God in that other person. That is a capital offense. Do, where, right? where do you, and this is, I, we haven't really even had this conversation. Where do you line up as far as it goes? Like with, with like capital, like what, what is, do you think that it's okay in some situations? And if so, what are those situations? Yeah, what are those limits? I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. And I'm a uh, capital punishment in the case of, you know, uh, certainly I wouldn't loosen the terms that we've got already in places that observe capital punishment. Mm. I don't believe we should have capital punishment for lesser offenses than we do. For capital crimes, I believe capital punishment is acceptable. Mm. And um, if we're certain that we got the right person, because it would also be a, um, a terrible thing to destroy an image bearer who was innocent. Yeah. That would be awful. We really don't want that to happen. We want we want to know, without a doubt, that we've got someone who is guilty. And in that sense, if they're guilty of a capital crime, they've they've uh, taken the image of God from somebody else. Then you essentially forfeit the image of God that you bear. You're you're alive, and you're still. See, how does that line up with uh, with you know forgiveness, mercy, and redemption? It's difficult. Right. Yeah. It, my my position of this well, is like we're we're talking about innocence. This this usually for me immediately goes straight to like pedophiles or or you know people who assault children. Mm-hmm. Right. At, at that point, so I, I'm. It's very difficult and and one of those teeth gritting things for me whenever I think about people like that. Um. But like let's say let's say a person. Okay. I'm, uh, this is this is very uh, treacherous waters that we're going to swim in, but we'll go ahead and, and dive head first. Okay, human beings sometimes I think have a very difficult uh, time controlling what and who they're attracted to. Okay, I think what and who you're attracted to is shaped by your childhood, um, things that happen, what, yeah. whatever it is yeah. in your life as you've grown up, you are attracted, and, th- and that that gets into the you know the gay people have a choice, they don't have a choice. I don't think they really have a choice of what they like you know, sexually, that's, that's kind of a difficult thing for people. And, and I would actually argue the same point for people who are, are pedophiles who are, you know, attracted to children. I'm not empathizing with them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're good people. I mean, maybe there are good people, but they have this issue, right? So the question is, um, with that issue, because I, 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 there's some studies that are done, and, and I need to get more specific on the statistics, but actually a lot more people are attracted to children or people under age, I'll say, um, than you would think, which is yeah. kind of a scary thought. But um, yeah, we're not going to have an accurate statistic on that because nobody's going to volunteer right. that information. So when right. when somebody acts on those desires, full well knowing the innocence that they are robbing from a child, um, that's the point where I I say at that point imprisonment is very very necessary. They yeah. need to go to prison, and and at that point, if it continues to happen. Beyond that first instance, and I, I will say first instance is the only chance, and then after that, 
probably life in prison, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, but if it happens again somehow, they're able to get out of prison and it happens again. At that point, I'm all for capital punishment. Mm. Um, because I, I I don't know. That, that's that's It's hard because I'm of the mindset that we should be forgiving. However, it's still such a, a crime against humanity that I'm, yeah. I'm more inclined to say on the first... The first infraction, go ahead right. and, and pull the plug. Yeah. You know, go ahead and sit him in the chair. That sounds really violent and vicious, but once again, we're talking about a fully grown adult who has uh, has what the capability of controlling themselves that chose not to and and harmed somebody who isn't of age, who's innocent, who who's not done a thing. So it might sound harsh, but maybe I, I think you maybe can they take deserve it. even the most woke liberal whatever and change their worldview pretty quickly if if they become either a victim of something like that mm -hmm. themselves or someone they love becomes a victim of that right you can take the most woke whoever um if it's their kid that becomes a victim in a case like that then they would agree with you, I think, pretty quickly and want the capital punishment in that instance, right? They, they'll they flip real quick when it gets personal, right? Because all of a sudden, the value of the Imago Dei became personal, even if they don't necessarily affirm the existence of God. They still understand all at once how precious life really is in a situation like that. So, um, yeah, a, ca a capital offense uh, where you've killed someone um, is definitely one that would fall in the realm of something that deserves a capital punishment. Now, where we balance mercy and forgiveness and, and all of that, see, it's, that's kind of stepping into the realm of that's um, kind of God's prerogative and not necessarily the the human justice system's prerogative. We want to have a balance of mercy, uh, but we've also got to have justice. Mm -hmm. And sometimes justice is just blind and impartial. And sometimes it's just, thus saith the Lord, if you take the blood of man by man's blood, you know, you, you will lose your own life, you know, essentially. It it's, it's comes down to God has the right to set the standard of justice. Um. And then it's up to him to be able to forgive. That doesn't necessarily get us out of the penalty of what we've done, right? right? So, yeah, I believe there's a lot of uh, conversions that might happen on death row. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean now that they've had that conversion that they're off death row. They've still damaged the image of God. Uh, I don't know, um, uh, and people would say, well, what about like mental illness? You get somebody who does something absolutely terrible, does it in public, right? They're witnessing killing other people. Mm. Then once they're arrested and institutionalized, they're also placed on some kind of medicine that levels them out. And you come to find this is actually a pretty normal person. But they've done terrible things mm -hmm. when they weren't properly medicated. Well, again, they've done terrible things. And, and what they've done in that instance, they're still accountable to, yeah. right? I think it's, yeah, it's terrible that that happened in that instance. But you kind it sucks, of, but you it's kind of forfeit, <laughs> forfeit your own life 
when you take the life of another person, even well, if that's it's a personal, because you weren't taking the medicine you should have been taking. Per- personal accountability has to come in, in the form of like, I didn't realize I did that, but in doing like, that's, that's like, uh, and, and this might be less of an equate. I don't know. This might not be a good example, but if you're, if you're driving and, and you know, you look down and you didn't do anything wrong, break, you know, any of the, the rules of the road, um, somebody ran out in front of your car and you hit them while you were looking, checking your cell phone, you, well, I still hit them. I yeah. still killed them. It doesn't matter if they made a mistake, which in, in the situation you're talking about, those people probably aren't making mistakes. But yeah, no. I'm, I'm just saying. If like, for it to be a capital offense, yeah. that wouldn't fall into a but capital the offense. That's an accidental death. I'm talking more the personal responsibility. Yeah. Because right? as I would get home that day and really sit there and think, I would go, there wasn't anything I could do, but I still did it. Yeah. Right? I still have to be accountable for the fact that my car, my driving, me personally took somebody's life. Right. And not, and once again, I mean, once there's, there's the difference here, obviously I would get to this point where like, well, okay, I really shouldn't beat myself up and I shouldn't be in prison, but still I am personally responsible for something like that. Yeah. And, still have to live with that. Right. And if I hadn't checked my phone. Yeah. And I could have hit my brakes. So whatever part you played in that right. accident. Because that, that would be an accidental death. But yeah. yes, whatever part you played in that accident happening, intentional or not, still you have to live with. Right. And yeah. it's not, it, with my scenario, let me just repaint it. It's not something simple as somebody just ran out from the car and it's something that was not avoidable. I'm saying in the situation where it would be completely avoidable if I had not been looking at my phone. I probably wouldn't get convicted. Most people probably wouldn't know I checked my phone, but I got to live with that and be um, responsible for what I did. Personal accountability is important. So in your situation of I've done terrible things, not knowing what I've done, you know, I I should have been on medication now that I am and I'm seeing clearly it doesn't matter because had I had I not been in the situation, those people would be alive or those people wouldn't be hurt or that property wouldn't been set to fire, whatever it was. Had I not been there, then everything would have been fine. And and that being the case, personal responsibility has to come in and say, that's that's a fact. That this is yeah. my fault. Yeah. The the larger uh, danger, if you completely uh, are willing to say that there's no such thing as a capital offense here, that if we don't value the image of God, if we don't value life, then um, ultimately life isn't valued this culture of death grows pretty mm. significantly um if our justice system doesn't defend the image of god in everybody then um what does in the end right you, our, my own personal conviction not to kill somebody isn't going to stop somebody else's who doesn't have that conviction if they don't believe in the image of god if they just see us all as the same as a bug or a, you know an animal, mm-hmm. then what's the difference, right? And that's the danger there. If that's the worldview they arrive at, then they don't necessarily have any check yeah. in, in their um, conscience that stops them. And ideas have consequences. If, if that's the philosophy someone lands in, this kind of nihilistic idea that, you know, we are all just kind of matter and... We're all we're chemicals. all animals that are doing the same yeah. thing. Yeah, and you know if if that's really where they they land, that's where Ted Bundy land. That's where like the, the people that really follow that line of logic to to its conclusion. If they get the inclination, or somebody just happens to cross them the wrong way, mm-hmm. then there's nothing stopping them from capital 
from doing a capital crime. And well, then the, the, the question is, like, at what point then, if, if that's the case, if we are all just matter, and once again, this goes back to, we've said this several times in the episode, who's telling you what, what's morally right and wrong then? How, at that yeah. point, when you take that position, how in the world could you tell me that my position on abortion is wrong? Right. There is no right or wrong anymore. Well, yeah, there, there can't be. So um, I would actually, so for, uh, there's a, Maybe I've talked about her on this. There's a lady called that vegan teacher or whatever on uh, TikTok. She's just this crazy uh, old teacher lady who's really vegan, and she she basically cusses people out for eating meat, and she mm. thinks that they're insane and that they are uh, acquiring milk as sexual assault and, and all kinds of <laughs> crazy stuff. Um, I would actually argue. So there, there's uh, there's that there's that lady. She holds those values, right? There's a video that I saw that pulls at my heartstrings. You talked about you know having the family pet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a video I saw of a guy throwing a ball across this field. It's a big one, like an exercise ball, and this cow is like hopping and skipping the same way a dog would yeah. and then like noses the ball back to right. him and there for a moment i'm like watching this going oh my gosh i can't believe we eat them but then at the same time i was like but a burger is mighty tasty yeah. but I, I would i would actually draw this uh this this point here with animals in general and m- much as since i've put my own personal attachments on dogs cats uh hamsters, whatever, uh, whatever we deem as, as fit for pets, uh, yeah. which they might be eating in other countries or domestic know. tools, a horse. Yeah. Right. So I, I put the, I put my own personal, um, what is that called? Where you, you associate, um, it's like personal. I, I, yeah, somebody can add this to the comments where you associate like an, a, or a dog or something like that with your own human traits or whatever. Identify. Yeah. You're, you're identifying with, uh, you know what? I'll come back the to animal. it at some point. But anyways, the point is, um, all animals, uh, I, I can I can 100% say, I'm very confident in this answer, that they don't hold anywhere near the same value as human beings, and here's why. Okay? If, if you've ever had a dog or, or I don't know, some, some pet, and basically you put a, uh, let's, let's use the example of a dog, right? If I put some raw meat on the ground and I walk away, that dog's going to run up and eat it. Mm-hmm. regardless of and, and that's the thing is you can train them you can smack them when they try to get table scraps you know that they know that it's wrong and then when you go to stop them you'll see them quickly start to try to wolf it down faster mm-hmm. and their muscles engage and you you have to physically pull them off to, okay so think about that now think about human beings and their carnal desires if that was the case, we were all the same. Don't you think any guy, the moment he has a thought about a woman that's attractive walking down the street, yeah. would respond the <clears throat> same way, right? Yeah. It's the same, same way that animals mate. They <clears throat> don't ask for consent. There's the difference. They just jump on, go to town, and that's that. And then we get, you know, veal. Yeah. So, yeah. It, we will all be reduced to either the quest for power or the quest for um, our appetites, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it ultimately will only be um, hedonism everywhere, right? So, yeah, that's that's the concern yeah. there is if that's the worldview that you have, you can be capable of pretty terrible things. Yeah. So um, I believe capital punishment should be a thing. I believe it should be available in every state, um, and I believe that when we know, like the the okay, we're gonna have somebody stay on death row essentially until they age out and mm-hmm. die on death row, and that happens all the time too. People just get so old on death row that they pass away. <clears throat> I think those uh, the uh, 
execution of the law ought to come quicker as well. Right? If somebody is guilty of a capital crime and they that date that they set the execution, it ought to not be okay in 50 years from now, mm. right? It ought to be pretty, I think, immediate in yeah. that. And I, I believe then the sanctity of life would filter its way down even to just common crime, people thinking twice before they're going to do something stupid that might cost somebody else's life because all of a sudden that value of life is held everywhere more consistently, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah, I'm for capital punishment in that sense. Um, and I'm also against abortion. I think the, to, to the most incoherent position you could have would be to be for abortion and against capital punishment, right? And that's kind of where most of the uh, popular opinion lies, yeah. right? But it's totally incoherent. Let's, let's let the murderers and the, the pedophiles and the yeah. offender... Let's and let pay them, for them. Let's let them out because they don't deserve to be in prison. But we're or, gonna kill or even if we're just going to keep them in jail, we're gonna, that we're going to uh, pay for their three meals a day yeah. and, and their you know cable TV or whatever. But then we're going to stop a beating heart. Right. Which exactly. is a beating heart. Which is the innocence, too. I, I don't know right? the exact we're gonna, line. We're going to hold the guilty, yeah. uh, uh, um, let them stay, you know, uh, on our bill uh, in the Holiday Inn, so to speak. The <laughs> the low-rent Holiday Inn. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure we can actually equate a prison to, <laughs> to the Holiday Inn. Even, they don't, even they don't the worst of the Days Inn or whatever. <laughs> like the Super 8-Ball hotels or whatever. That, right. I, th those might be a little bit better, but nonetheless, <laughs> but we're gonna still. we're gonna allow them, you know, um, some form of comforts and security, while the destruction of the innocent takes place. And that, and that, gonna, which is hypocrisy. Yeah, and it's fine. Yeah. Which I would argue that the, the original question, how can you be for capital punishment and against abortion, isn't that hypocrisy? No, that's the opposite. Right. That is the opposite of hypocrisy. It's it's all on where your uh, where your value um, of human life is, and and we're unfortunately we're in a position in society nowadays where um, they just don't see the value of a fetus as they call it, which is a baby. It will be a child. Yeah. It will be a human being with thoughts and emotions, and it was created in the image of God. Uh, as a Christian, you definitely can't hold this view. Yeah, um, yeah. There's well, a, they would say that oh, it's just a bunch of cells. Like you know, we have so many hundreds of thousands of skin cells that just kind of fall off us see every here's day the thing. There's however those a, skin cells don't have the potential to become another person yeah you know yeah they're there, just skin cells there's a line in a song i don't know the song so i'm not endorsing the the guy who's who's rapping it but um and i don't know the line i don't know the name of the song even but i i heard it and it was a very profound thing it's like how society looks at if we find um We'll basically call like a fetus, just a cluster of cells. But if we find those cells or cells in general on Mars, then we call it life on Mars. You know <laughs> That's I mean? very true. It's yeah. a very, very profound thing. We that would I heard, say we have found extraterrestrial life. We found life. life if it on had Mars. less, if it had less potential yeah. to continue, then you know the uh, from conception, right? You take you take a baby a day old mm -hmm. in in womb there and and still you know at that stage of development which is very very early right um you could find less uh, uh potential for life on um on a asteroid out in space and they would say we have found 
life. Artif- yeah, we have found alien life yeah. at that point. That's that would be all they need. And so where's your value? That's yeah. the, that point yeah. where are they but they're putting their value in in the things that they care about, which is finding you know life in space. So uh, all in all, I guess in in closing, yeah, if you are a Christian, well, let's say I I did want to before we close, uh, we're not going to close yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I wanted to bring up a few other points too about abortion that I think we need to that that need to be brought up here, and and one of them being like where where it comes from initially, right, like. Uh, or more specifically, Planned Parenthood, mm. right? Because that is the main abortion provider in the in certainly the United States. If every yeah. Planned Parenthood had to raise its own funds here, most of them wouldn't be able to continue. And I think that would be a good place to be, right? If they had to, because that's what we talked about I with Kramer. With that. That, 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 the, if we had full, they want to overturn the Hyde Amendment, which is where, you know, um, the Hyde Amendment doesn't allow for government money to go towards abortions. And depending on who's in office, um, that is either observed or not observed. And right now, you know, as of day one for Joe Biden, that was a, not, we're not going to observe this anymore. So government money is now able to go to Planned Parenthood. But um, it couldn't under, like, Trump's administration. In mm. fact, one of our statistics was in 2019, it had the lowest it's ever been yeah. since it was legalized in the 70s. Since Roe vs. Wade, 2019 was the lowest abortions have ever been because we had the strongest enforcement of the Hyde Amendment, right? And I think if we fully supported um, um, the Hyde Amendment at all times, that that would be just, one, that if these things are going to exist, and we're going to say, well, um, like Kramer said, it's uphill to try and fight whether or not we can overturn Roe versus Wade, mm. right? Okay, if it's legal, they got to pay for it. They yeah. got to figure out how they're going to get the money for it, and they've got to do it on their own. And I think in the end, even with like big money donors coming from Hollywood um, trying to virtue signal, throwing some money at them every now and then, it's not going to be enough. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to keep their doors open. But uh, Planned Parenthood was started by someone named Margaret Sanger. Right, mm-hmm. and Margaret Sanger was uh, someone who's on record as a eugenicist. And eugenics, the way that works is, they believe they wanted to use abortion to uh, racially purify the world. Right. This this goes back to you know the the Nazi ideal here. We'll take the favorable genetics, let those people continue, and use abortion as a way to weed out the ones we don't want. Yeah, it was totally racist right so here you've got Planned Parenthood which is still a very strong institution supported by everybody on the left right anyone who's pro-choice all for pro-abortion started by someone who is an avowed racist pushing this eugenics ideal right which I would say means that if you're going to make the point that there's systemic racism in 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 the world your best example is Planned Parenthood. Mm. Oh my gosh! In fact, I would I think that you're going to have a hard case in any other institution pointing at it and saying that is systemically racist. That's just going to be a hard case to make now, right? They can try. I don't think they're going to be able to make that case, but you can make it for Planned Parenthood because it is still doing what Miss Sanger intended for it to do, because it is uh, uh, 
statistically killing off more in the black community than it is anywhere else, yeah. right? And that's what she always intended for it to do. So, you know, they want to uh, kind of ignore their history there, right? They they took down all the pictures and the uh, statues of Margaret Sanger and thought, okay, now we have solved this problem. No, you haven't. Her whole goal was to, you know, kind of use abortion as a way to destroy the black community, and that is still happening, yeah. right? They want to run around and say Black Lives Matter, but not Black Babies Matter, right? It, it's see, but that's, it that's is the argument a from systemically them. racist. They, they bring that ar- argument up. whenever that argument is brought up to them. Um, the the response is I can't even have this conversation with you because fundamentally there is no. There is no life. There is no baby. It's just a, a cluster of cells. So they think you're the ignorant person just making these ridiculous equations in your head and refuse to have a, a discussion about it. The problem is, is we, they don't they don't hold um, the potential for human life as valuable. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's just the simple cut. You know, that's that's all there is to it. You know, they, they don't hold that as a, a, a valuable thing. Unless it's their own. Yeah, I'm sure every yeah. one of them's glad that, you know, their their mother didn't have them aborted Yeah, when it comes down to it. Uh, anyone who wants to support any other woman going to do it. The other thing I think we need to look at, statistically speaking, you, you kind of um, sort of mentioned this, but I want to really get into it, is that statistically speaking, it's, it's, it's not being done in medical instances, right, where the mother's life is in jeopardy. In fact, oh, yeah. I don't yeah, even yeah, equate yeah. that in abortion. Um, and I don't think anybody who's having an honest discussion on Most it Most of them are convenience-based. Yeah, if, oh yeah. If we're being honest Absol- with ourselves. Yeah, absolutely convenience-based. If if the mother's life, somehow the pregnancy is putting the mother's life in jeopardy, then that's just a medical um Right, you're, you're not really that, having yeah. an abortion. No, I, I, no like I know, I know it is, but it's not. Right, I, that's that's a whole. We could we could have a whole podcast on that, so we won't dive so far into that. But I mean, reality has to strike at some point. That's not necessarily the case at that point because you're not you're not just eliminating somebody's life because you want to. Like there are complications. So like if na- if nature took its course, the mother would die, and so would the kid. Right, that's that. Right. So what what we're doing is we're just trying to save one life. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's a fair way to look at it, and, and and that's just a medical procedure right. at that point. That's not that's not considered an abortion there, right? And and you can't uh, they'll they'll try and lump in every miscarriage, like we're gonna somehow come after the women who have miscarriages because that's absurd. Again, straw man. Well, then raising the, up the straw man, uh, the the straw man of what about you know um, sexual assault, ass, assault and that, abuse. That's the very the the number one that I hear yeah. often, and that's the first response that I get every single time I talk about this with anybody is, well, what about women who are sexually assaulted? What about those? What about incest? Things like that. Well, the statistically speaking, that's one percent as far as sexual assault, assault goes, and then I think 05 percent, half a percent for incest. When, when your numbers are, what, 600 and some odd thousand abortions in 2017, yeah. 2018? Yeah. The, that's convenience. It, it is happening. Not, yeah. m- most of that is convenience. We're, we're, you can't use that as an argument until you actually uh, concede the fact that there is a baby there yeah. first. Right. And I would say, too, even if, even if those, that wasn't the case, 
even if it wasn't the case that it's such a low percentage, that's still coming down on the side of it's better not to exist than to exist. And yeah. I'm not willing to, no, I'm sorry, it's still better to exist than not to exist. So even in terrible situations like that, and those are terrible situations, and I'm not saying that that woman should be forced to necessarily raise a child that they didn't intend on having and um, were uh, by means of abuse forced into the situation. But that's why we have a system set up yeah, so that we can give homes to children. I, I would too also make the point, um, which I've held this position for a long time, that child is also a victim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, like, have you, if you look at statistics of people being raised without fathers in general, like, oh, yeah, the parents got pregnant, had a kid, father ran off, abandoned the mom and the kid. They don't really have a good life. They don't really have the best. I mean, there are people that try to make it the best possible, but it's it's statistically better for them. If we, as you and, and I have pointed out in several episodes, it's statistically better for a child to have a mother and father their entire yeah. upbringing, and they will be more successful um, more times than not. That's how you and privilege so, someone. Right. That, privilege someone by having both parents in the home loving each other, showing the kids how to do life, regardless of what their income is. So I, I would actually argue that somebody born from that situation is also a victim. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they are now, uh, the, the only thing they're entitled to the rest of their life is uh, either A, not knowing anything about their father or how they were conceived or where they came from, or B, growing up knowing they came from that situation, which is hard enough to swallow as it is. Yeah. That, that is... You're, you're entering the world with a burden on your back. Yeah. So, um, but that doesn't mean that it's still, uh, we, uh, when you were a younger man and I was a chaperone on these youth trips mm -hmm. and we went down to the Ford conference, the MC for that event tells his story every year mm -hmm. and his story sounds like that. Yeah. It is a woman who was abused and he was the result of that. And she ended up giving him to this uh, nice woman that was her teacher, mm -hmm. right? Like grade school teacher. So he was raised by the teacher of his mother, didn't really know his mom. And, you know, of course, his father uh, had abused his mother in order for... He, he knows that is his story, and he uses that to help kids all over the country, was a 10,000-person stadium. Yeah. That was pretty close to capacity. It, we were all on the edge of our seats yeah. here. And and I would say, um, um, oh, what was his name? Um, forgetting his name now. <laughs> but uh, I would say that he, he had some points in there that, you know, theologically or biblically, I would have been like, eh, you need to go. Was it Reggie? Yeah. Reggie Dabbs. Reggie Dabbs. Reggie Dabbs. Reggie Dabbs had some points theologically. I was like, yeah, I had to like kind of help us work through cringe a little bit but but in so much as he was a motivational speaker and in so much as he sh shared his story the dude was top shelf like we were all on the edge of he's our a great seats. sax player too wasn't he? yeah was it sax or yeah uh, well, clarinet what was it it was yeah it was like the the sa soprano sax yeah yeah excellent player so <laughs> that's just another example of somebody who took 
a situation knowing how bad right. it was. How, how many and years? Flipped it. How many years in a row has he been able to bless people and, and yeah and encourage them to not give up on life? I mean, just and, and that's the thing for for younger people in general. Um, we'll take all of the people he's ever talked to and inspired. I wonder how many of those that were like maybe on the edge of suicide or yeah. or just would have gone through life depressed had they not heard you know some of the motivational stuff that he had to say. Yeah. So it's it's human, not a, human life. It's not and, a and point. <laughs> you cannot make the point. It's better to not exist than to exist. Right, right. It, it that, that's that, just a non-starter. That situation alone proves that. Yeah, yeah. And well, that and, all life is valuable. Um, uh, I think Oprah, <laughs> also richest woman in the world, uh, was also in that case uh, could have found herself. Uh, as her mother could have found herself or found herself in the position where she was at least debating mm. whether or not and I didn't. didn't. Know that. Yeah. I believe that's part of Oprah's story too. Right. And that's, that's two, two examples. It's all over, you know, when you really start unpacking um, the stories of where people started to where they came from, that should assume that we ought to not have babies unless we're able to automatically privilege them financially to what degree then, at what point is it okay for this particular person to decide, okay, now I'm um, um, financially stable enough that I can have kids? Um, you're never really ready. That's the whole thing, <laughs> right? Mm. Even even in our own story with, with Mary and I, when we felt like, okay, we've reached that stage in our life where we're ready to, to start a family and financially we're stable enough, and we were, to go ahead and – in fact, we, we – we tried starting it earlier. Tom, it took a while for Thomas to come along mm. in our lives. Like God's timing on that wasn't the same as our timing. Mary, well, before the first year was done, she wanted to <laughs> bring Thomas into the world, but we didn't get him for another five, three to five years, three years, three years after that. I was five years. Right, my parents <laughs> had to wait for me. So, yeah. you know, that is to say, um, uh, at what point were we ready for this family to start even when it's the right time and we have this baby now there's all these new struggles that you come across and you realize yeah you know you're never really ready and you just got to jump in that pool and take that plunge when you know i I would actually bring up so the point of being ready because we've looked at the statistics and once again if you want to question any of the statistics we've thrown out just google it man it's really easy it's not hard um but the the excuse of oh i'm not really ready for a kid it's going to drastically change my life um too much well so we we're all grown adults um we've all taken like at least we we've either been through a sex ed 101 (laughs) like sex 101 in in high school, or at least have Googled around the internet long enough to figure out how uh, babies are are made, right? I I would actually argue um, if you are willing to engage in adult activities, you know the risk, Yeah, right? You want to make the choice of not having a child, then there's a, there's this is not the only reason. There are far more and, and better reasons to abstain, but this is one of those reasons you should abstain from sex. I mean, even though it makes us sound like a bunch of squares who are behind on times and traditionalists, whatever you want, I don't care. But you you know um, that some of those uh, 
Well, birth we, control. Yeah, we did that already. Contraceptives don't necessarily work all the time. You know the risk. You run the risk of getting pregnant. So yeah. I feel like that's that's not. We don't need to gauge whether or not um, you're ready for a kid when you're already pregnant. Yeah, that shouldn't be when we're having that conversation. The conversation should show up when you decide to start engaging in adult activity. Yeah, yeah. And the oh, well, another one of the straw men that will be raised against Christians is that we, we also don't like approve of contraceptives. No, that's not what we're talking about here. No, the discussion of abortion is different than the discussion of whether or not contraception <laughs> should be available. That's a, general, that's a, a pretty big generalization, yeah, too. Yeah, but it's made all the time. Yeah. They lump everybody together. They, that's no research, though. They don't They don't look right. into it. Because me, personally, I think birth control is fine. Yeah, I think uh, condoms are fine. I, I think, think when you like really start are. asking questions of pro-life people, you're going to find a very, very, very small population that's also against contraception. Well, they're usually most of the us ones that are, are, are going to be like <laughs> most of they, they well they might be like just seriously seriously Catholic. Well, I was going to say most of them are going to be hyper traditional whatever. Um, are, what Armenian or Mennonite? Probably, yeah, Mennonites. That's yeah, it, they're, they're going to be like uh, uh, Amish ne- ne- neck to ankle dresses. Yeah. you can't show any skin. Things like that. Women who wear shorts are going to hell. Those kind of people. But that once again, that's a generalization because that doesn't make up the vast population of modern Christianity. In fact, modern Christianity, as we talked about in progressive Christianity episode, is just going towards more worldviews. We're, we're allowing more and more things. The people that are in uh, high positions, I, I guess the, there's really no pope of uh, Christians. They're, mm-hmm. they're Catholic. Catholics have the pope, but we don't right. really have. But we've got like Carl Lentz and, and we've got like Joel Osteen and we've got all these other big name people that are not necessarily representing uh, Orthodox Christianity. Yeah. Um, when, when they're asked simple things like abortion, well, we need to, this is Carl Lentz, by the way, man, if I, if I ever find that clip, I'll, I'll put it on here and we'll, we'll show it if we ever talk about it again. But he's just like, you know, I, I would really, before I say that it's a, it's wrong to have an abortion, I'd need to know that person and their situation a little bit better. No, that's no, not, yeah. no, that's not. It, it is wrong. It is wrong. Cause there are other options, right? There are other options in this. Um, and it's always better to live than to not live. And to allow for the opportunity of life than to refuse the opportunity of life, yeah. right? That that's always the better the better option in this. So um, um, I would also state that uh, we, in my own family, are you know it's it's myself and Mary and two kids. Mm. But the initial picture of that was bigger than that. We we weren't thinking in terms of we're just going to have two kids and stop, right? It just so happened that pregnancy did not agree with Mary very well mm. and we didn't necessarily trust that uh, um, she was just very uncomfortable and it did a lot of damage in the process so we felt like when we had grace because we have a boy and we have a girl um, that that was enough on her body but that didn't necessarily close the door on the size of our family, mm. right? And there are a lot of people who um, are in situations where they're, they're waiting three years, they're waiting five years, they're waiting 10, 15, and it just it isn't happening, mm. right? They're not able to have kids, but they have the means and, and the ability to offer the home for a child and the opportunity for a child. And that's got to come, you know, that, that home and, and uh, loving environment is available. There's just no excuse, yeah. I think, in the end um, for somebody to conveniently take the route 
of what they're really saying is I don't want I don't want to go through a pregnancy. I don't want to go through a pregnancy because there are other options. It it is an eighteen year. It doesn't have to be like I'm going to raise the kid. It's I don't want to go through the pregnancy um, because the option of adoption still has to wait that out, Mm -hmm. right? And that's yeah, maybe that is a lot to ask of a young girl to you know put her life on hold for the better part of a year. Um, But it it might and it might sound it might sound a better uh, option. It might sound really. insensitive of me but she made that decision when she decided to engage in adult activities or even if she was even if she was forced into that even if she is that very small playing devil's advocate at this point Uh, well i am percent but yeah go ahead however even if she falls into that realm i'd be like look honey that's terrible and yes we're asking another year of your life for you to you know go through these stages of pregnancy because it is better for this baby to have an option of life than to not. Mm. And there'll be a family waiting on the other end of that that will give it a good home yeah. and will give it a good life, right? Um, that is the best option in this. And in the end, it, all the damage that was done in the, the, the criminal uh, process of her being violated in the first place, um, we don't know the story of what that child's life is going to mean one day and it could mean something you know amazing on the other side of that that's 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 the narrative we should be clinging to instead Mm. um but all too often it's just like okay here's one abuse that this poor girl has had to suffer we're demanding she go through another abuse by waiting you know a whole year um to then give this baby an opportunity to live it it also doesn't really help anything that if you if you look at the um the adoption costs it's like fifteen thousand yeah, dollars starting ridiculous. can go up to forty it is maybe absolutely more. but then, you want to talk but, about but then the the cost of abortions when you're talking about abortion pills we're in the this is from uh compass care this is just an article I'm, I'm looking at as far as abortions the pills can go from three to six or seven hundred dollar range uh, but then when you actually get into like the, the actual like where they, they the have surgical to go in procedure and, which is we're looking absolu- at, we're not even going to discuss how disgusting that is yeah that is like lose your top top appetite. of the line is like two to three thousand dollars right when yeah. you're looking at two to three thousand dollars the cost of abortion is far Less than the cost of adoption. Verse fifteen, yeah, to twenty thousand dollars. So it, it's real easy to push somebody in the direction of an abortion. Yeah, you know, you, you have to also like verify that um, um, uh, the uh, child would have their own. There's some weird, weird rules with adoption too. Like if you've already got a family with a few kids, you have to establish they'd have a room of their own. I didn't have a room of my own. Yeah, I, mean, I had a brother, and we shared a room. What the hell's wrong with sharing a room, (laughs) right? Some of these ideas are absolutely absurd how hard they make adoption, Mm. right? Who's, who's the 15, the 15 grand isn't going to the kid, Mm -hmm. right? And raising him, that's going to like lawyer fees and, and uh, stupid stuff like that. This it's absolutely like flip. I say, I say, make it like a marketplace, right? All of the unwanted pregnancies, you haven't put them in the little incubator boxes and then people walk in hundred bucks, 50 bucks, whatever. (laughs) I I like that one. He looks like he's going to be a linebacker. (laughs) I can see that going very badly. Also, (laughs) it'd be terrible. I don't, I'm not, I don't actually think that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but (laughs) it does hit on a point that they've made adoption only available for people who are very, very privileged. Yeah. Right. Only the people with a lot of money can actually pull off doing this. Um, 
you don't actually need to be that privileged in order to offer a child a loving home, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't take that. So it ought not demand that of them on the front end, too. Um, whereas, yeah, a 16-year-old can walk in with no cost late term, yeah, right? It could be weeks, a few weeks before she's due to deliver, and depending on the state, yeah, yeah. and and have and having a depending on the state have a, a abortion done, a surgical abortion done. Never will see a bill on this because it will go to the state instead, right? Uh, it's absolutely just <laughs> ridiculously flipped, bass backwards. Yeah, yeah. You figure it, out what that. I means. would say, hey, every uh, act of abort, I would put on top of the whole thing um planned parenthood that they would need in every act of abortion to actually have to also finance someone's adoption and i believe that the the uh uh institutional money that they shouldn't be getting from the government to do these abortions we ought to just give that directly to the process of paying the court the lawyers whatever for adoptions to make to to make adoptions a little bit more um i don't know a little bit better sounding of an idea more more uh What's the word I'm like? You know, today's the day where I'm having trouble finding out what words are. I can't piece them together. It's just a little bit better, more incentive. That's it. That's all right because I had uh, I had that thing in my throat earlier too yeah, that would come out. <laughs> that's how we we both work. talk bad today. We don't talk very good. Yeah, yeah. we just talk bad. Well, I think now now is it a good closing yeah, time. Yeah. I wanna, I how long did we go on that one? Uh, hour fifteen. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. If you've made it here, you made it. There's another Xbox achievement. (laughs) (laughs) That's two. That's two in less than a month. Um, Yeah. Uh, It won't be as long as Kramer's for sure. But uh, I think we hit on some good points on that. And um, uh, people are going to have high opinions on this. But they can. Yeah. But it needs to be something that we can discuss as soon as we're like shutting people off there's nothing absurd about someone saying it's better to live than not live if that, you, that should be immediately i think that should be an acceptable position by everybody even if they're pro-choice yeah right they they, they should believe okay yeah it should be highly highly exceptional uh conditions that an abortion actually happens I th- and i think most people really believe that but then you've got the louder they've got louder horns mm-hmm. groups out there uh screaming the movement now is to uh to shout your abortion with pride mm-hmm. right to use that as a, a means of virtual sing that's disgusting yeah right that should be seen something as awful and sad and they're using it as a point of pride now that that just breaks my heart honestly well and and if you want to yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want, if you want to, st- sorry, I was thinking about how to word it, but if you want to step back and um, let's just entertain the idea that abortions are okay. I mean, why is that public information, anyways? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not endorsing it or thinking it is, but it's the same with uh, the same problem I have with the gay pride festivals and stuff like that. I'm like, why is this public information? Why do yeah, I want it? Why to do be I, something you what don't do want to share? Me? You know, like there's not, yeah, there's not. A, well. With abortion, it's different, I guess. But anyways, still, yeah, it's not. It shouldn't shouldn't be public shout from the rooftops thing. At, the, at that point, I feel like it's just a blatant disrespect or, or you know, something to, just to try to trigger somebody or, or upset somebody. You yeah. know, to say, well, I, I got it done, even though the odds are against me, blah blah blah, which they're not nowadays. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. They're stacked in your favor. There, there was the uh, the one um, I've loved her and everything I've seen her her do. Um, um, actress, she was uh, the female lead in. Um, um, the Hugh Jackman musical um, 
about uh, uh, Greatest Showman. Yeah, The Greatest Showman. Thank you. The Greatest Showman, uh, the Michelle something, uh, Williams maybe, that she actually said when she won a major award, got up there and talked about how that would have been impossible if she hadn't been able to have her abortion. No, that's just not true, right? That's just sad, 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 sad. And immediately all my regard for all her hard work just kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah. So, you know, this this stuff, is it's not something we should be proud of. This is a blight on our history. Um, yeah, in the end, I wish Roe vs. Wade had never happened um, and that um, it was a big step backwards, morally speaking. And I think this, it, but it did. Kramer's right. It did happen. Mm-hmm. It has been considered just law of the land for a long time. It is an uphill battle. Um, but I'm not willing to concede that. Battle. Yeah, I, I, I think I that is still a position that we need to struggle against. Right? That's I've I've heard I've heard as as far as like political voting and stuff goes. There there we we won't get into this too too much. But like the idea of voting for Donald Trump based off of his um, speech patterns, behavior, or whatever. If he's a good or bad person, how could you do that? And and there's a lot of uh, criticism on Republicans or Christians for voting for him just sheerly uh, just based specifically on the fact that he is he was pro-life right apparently because in 2019 there were less abortions than there ever has been but like I said that the argument of um it's it's you shouldn't be voting for somebody based Based on one one yeah platform thing but this is one of those that if you can't get this right, <laughs> it's like a moral conviction, though. Yeah. Like, and and just because, and this is no offense to anybody who thinks like this, but just because you're able to surrender that and and go, well, Republicans haven't done anything for abortion. Well, it's, there's nothing's really happened. It's not going to continue to happen. So I'm just going to have to vote for the other candidate because I just don't like it. That's your business, but I'm not going to get shamed. For yeah, voting, yeah, for voting no. based off. I think of, this is a platform worth having the one. So the people that are willing yeah. to 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 make that an important priority, you, I'm all for. You might be. Willing I will to always have it as one. Yeah, and you might be willing to compromise your morals uh, as far as that goes, and and throw your vote uh, on a moral compromise. But I can't do it. Yeah, I just can't. Not on this one. No. Yeah, I, I won't. I won't. Especially knowing what they're talking about doing, like where where the the discussion has gone so far as to say, you know, um, even if it's laying on the table right after you've had it, they can still do. Depending yeah. on the state, yeah, that's, that's it's in only, talks. It's right only now. getting uh, closer and closer to delivery and even post delivery yeah. abortions, um, which happen. They they attempt to to uh, enact an abortion, and instead it it uh, triggers labor mm-hmm. and so the baby comes early and instead <laughs> now you've got this early term but the baby's fully here and healthy but it was supposed to be an abortion mm-hmm. what happens in that instance yeah well, well with, they're not willing to call it homicide but that's what happens in that instance my, my wife julie she's actually a prime example of uh premature i mean she was born um january 3rd but was supposed to be born halfway through april hmm that's crazy. Yeah, she wasn't supposed to be able to walk. She wasn't be able supposed supposed to be able to breathe right. Uh, her head was supposed to be deformed. All this crazy. She's perfectly fine. Yeah. Aside from some scar tissue in her lungs, she's got when they put her on the breathing machine. She's got some of that. Oh really? Um, but she's other than that, completely fine. You know. 
Anyways, uh, yeah, we're in closing, like we said, five minutes. You, you get another achievement. <laughs> here's, a, here's a new one. You, you made it the extended. You, you didn't, uh, or you stayed for the after credit scene. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a whole slew of other ones that I don't feel like mentioning right now. Uh, but if you've enjoyed this, please share this and, and like it on Facebook. Share it with your friends and family, those of them um, that actually like podcasts. Uh, as always, I'm Thomas. I'm Sam. And this has been the Silent Planet Podcast, and we will see you all next week.